0: Been thinking about the beautiful blue water and the common waves in the Caribbean lately? So have I. So I was recently down in Mexico to look for an investment property on the water. And in this episode, I am going to share what I learned about buying a beachfront property in Mexico and the important things you should be aware of. Let's dive in. So if you've been enjoying our podcast, We would greatly appreciate if you could leave us a five-star review or share this episode with a friend. Thank you for your support. You are listening to The Real Estate Baller Show. I'm your host, V. Lee. This is the show where I interview upcomers, doers, and ballers of the real estate investing world. I want to bring you real-life lessons and takeaways so that you can make smarter decisions about investing in real estate and accelerating your real estate businesses. The purpose is to help you to reach your financial freedom in real estate investing faster. So in this episode, we're going to talk about things you should know when purchasing a a beachfront property in Mexico. So when purchasing a beachfront property, you will be dealing with what is known as the restricted zone. This zone includes areas within 50 kilometers or 31 miles of the coast as well as 100 kilometers from a border. So number one, let's talk about bank trust. So to acquire properties in the restricted zone, foreigners can use a bank trust or a new word that I just learned, FIDACOMISO. Or another way is by creating a Mexican corporation. Today, we won't go into detail about these options, but the FIDACOMISO, is similar to a land trust in the United States. And it is important to note that the bank trust must be renewed every 50 years. Second thing that I learned is about financing options. So let's talk about financing options. They don't exist. If you know of one, please leave it in the comment below. We'd love to learn about it. So with that said, You can get financing through the sellers or the developers. So if you are looking at new constructions, like uh, what I was doing, uh, they will require typically about 10 to 20% down at contract signing and then maybe another 10, 15% down at groundbreaking and then some more percentage down as you go. So more money over a period of time. And then your final payment is due at delivery. So gotta come up with the cash. Another item that's worth noting um, is the notary, or notario público. I hope my Spanish was good. So unlike the United States, the notary in Mexico is appointed by the state governor and must be an attorney with at least five years of experience. The notary will conduct a title search, prepare the necessary paperwork, process the real estate transactions, collect taxes and fees. So keep in mind that people in Mexico speak Spanish. So most, I mean, every document you see will be in Spanish. You can get the English or you know your language translation, but do keep in mind that in case of uh, any discrepancy, the Spanish version of documents supersedes other languages like what you hear so far make sure you never miss another show by clicking the subscribe button now this podcast is made possible by listeners like you thank you for your support now back to the show now let's talk about closing costs which typically range about four to six percent these costs include a um, 1.5 percent notary fee a two percent transfer tax the Fida set up fees, and may also include the annual maintenance fee of this, the bank trust or the fideicomiso. Fide so it is crucial to ensure that all taxes, mortgages, and outstanding balances on the property are paid, as these charges will become your responsibility as the new owner if they are not settled, okay? So it's important. Okay, so now let's talk about what happens when you sell. And I'm, I just learned this as well. When you sell, you will incur some expenses and they are real estate commission, capital gains and some other miscellaneous costs. I'm sorry for this interruption. I've been asked a lot about passive investment. And let's be real. There is nothing passive about being a landlord unless you have a really good property management company. So if you own an Airbnb or a short-term rental and you wanna get back your time, please give our team at Buzz Vacation Rental a call at 281-549-8432 or go to our website at pm.buzzvacationrentals.com. Now back to the Real Estate Baller Show. So real estate commissions typically range from 6% to 10% of the sale price. And with an additional 16% IVA, impuesto al valor agregado, tax on top of it, okay? So IVA is a tax that applies to most goods and services sold or rendered in Mexico. And then the next cost would be your, uh, uh, the capital gain taxes. When it comes to capital gain taxes, they are either 25% without deductions or 35% minus eligible deductions. So it is important to note that capital gains are calculated in peso, okay? And you can apply for the deduction by becoming a Mexican resident. The other thing you need to note is that you should make sure to keep records receipt of all property improvements so that you can apply the deduction towards, you know, uh, against your capital gain to reduce the amount of tax that you have to pay. And uh, lastly, part of the expenses when you sell would uh, also be the cost to close out your bank trust. Now, some other things that I've learned was in the US, a lot of laws are centered around lawsuit, right? Um, There's no lawsuit in Mexico, so the law works differently. Uh, For example, I was looking at some of the condos and they don't have the uh, fire uh, sprinkler, fire alarm or sprinkler system, right? They do, however, have the water hose uh, on every floor, Uh, so that's something you want to know. second important thing that I learned is that when you buy into these uh, high-rise condos, there is an HOA fee. And what you should know when you consider buying is that some residents would not pay their fee. And therefore, if you look at an existing structure, you should look around to see how well the amenities are uh, maintained and quiz them about how they enforce this um, policy on collecting the HOA. Because if they don't get the HOA, they cannot upkeep the area and over time your condo will, you know, decrease in value. So those are my two cents. Best of luck in finding your own paradise in Mexico. For more real estate talk, join our Facebook group RE Ballers and please hit that subscribe button on the Real Estate Ballers show so you never miss an episode. If you got serious value out of this episode, please leave us a five-star rating, a love letter aka a written review, or share this episode with a friend. Thanks for being a part of the Real Estate Baller community. Stay tuned for more.